Good morning, everybody. Man, what a what a good morning it has been, right? Prayer time was good. I'm trying to knock knock anything over. There we go. We'll see if that stays there. Man, excited to be with you guys this morning. I've really just been celebrating and reflecting on our church, and what a blessing it is. I, uh, I've been meeting with pastors all over the valley, just trying to get pastors together to to pray and to seek the Lord. And something I do as I'm speaking with other pastors is just how grateful I am for the church that we have and for all of you. Like, the church is not our logo. It's not our systems, right? It's it's us. It's all of us as a church family who are here, really incredible people who serve faithfully and who are so loving and give generously. And uh, I, I have to say, as we prepare to head in to all that God has for us, I am so excited because we don't have to try to manufacture a different culture. We don't have to try to hype up people who who would care or be loving or be relational. You guys already do that, and I'm just so grateful. So I just want to, I want you to hear me say, um, as the pastor, that I am so thankful for this church. I'm thankful for what God is doing, and uh, it's fun to be on this journey with you guys. You guys enjoying what the Lord has been doing? Amen? Amen. Well, today is Kingdom Builders Sunday. I, uh, man, I don't know if it's cold or allergies I got over this week. Anyone have something going around this week? Did you feel that? This is my tone for like the whole message, just as a heads up. Uh, but something's going around my house. But, uh, but I am excited if I feel a little jazzier today in my tone. I am very excited. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm believing for what God is going to do in Kingdom Builders this year because God has always shown up in mighty ways uh, for this church through Kingdom Builders. And if you're unsure what Kingdom Builders is, Kingdom Builders is our above and beyond generosity campaign that we believe exists so that all may hear the gospel around the world. And so as a church, we teach tithes, we teach biblical stewardship, but we also believe not only for the house, not only for localized things, but also we have a responsibility to take the gospel around the valley, around the nation, and our... Not today. Yeah. Wow, the ghost is moving. You guys feeling that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but to take the gospel, where am I at? World. There I am. Perfect. Uh, we're at world. So to take the gospel around the world. And so we, every year, we, we hand out cards and we do all kinds of fun things uh, to to prepare and to share what God has been doing, what he's going to be doing. And then we invite you, we've been inviting you for the past couple weeks, hey, take that card, be praying, be seeking the Lord on how he might be leading you or your family to give generously and believing God to bring the increase, believing God to do something incredible. And so this this morning, I'm going to have our team actually just hand out cards to everyone uh, down the aisles. You guys can go start handing out. They look like this. And I'm just doing this in case maybe you have never got one of these or you got one, but you forgot to bring it today. Or maybe you really intended on praying with your spouse about this, but the week got crazy and the kids got sick. And now you're here and you're like, oh man, we did not bring that today. Uh, we just want to give everybody one of these. And it's really simple. This is our Kingdom Builders card. At the very end, I'm going to invite you 
you uh, to an activation step with this because we believe in a church that is on the move and to do that we like to move and so at the end of service we're going to do something with this but you'll see a couple things on this card as it goes around and it's uh, next steps pray commit be faithful as you're seeking the Lord for kingdom builders, I'm going to encourage you, and I'll explain it in a second, to pray, commit, and be faithful. And then on the back, it's just a place for information, and then what you're pledging to kingdom builders. And then when you turn that in later, someone will actually email you, follow up with you, all that good stuff. But there's a code. If this is like all brand new to you, there's a little QR code right here, and it'll take you to a page that has a PDF that says all of this information. So you're like, wait a second, I'm a long processor, and I, this is my first week. I was traveling. What's happening? Right here, there's a 10-page document that will show you exactly what's happening. So that's for you, because we love you long processors. <laughs> uh, but I want to encourage you, everyone, you can scan that, go on to that. But I wanted to share some, some info about Kingdom Builders, what Kingdom Builders has done. Go ahead and hold on to that. Don't worry about that card for now. But we want to celebrate some of the things that Kingdom Builders has done. So we have some numbers here on this slide, and it might be far away, so I'm just going to explain them. So last year, $145,000 was donated to Kingdom Builders. That's amazing. 300 backpacks and full of supplies, and it's actually more than this, but we like to be very close with our numbers as much as we can. But 300 backpacks and supplies provided for children in our community. These are just some of the things. I'll share even more. Uh, 800 families were reached through our, through our community outreach events, through local outreach. 21 missionaries were supported around the world because of your generosity. 900 toys were given to families and the children in our community. I think we even ended up giving out more to that than that to other ministries. So I think we gave about 350 and then we, we partner with other ministries to give out directly to them as well. Uh, I'll jump over here. 60 teachers resourced in local schools and uh, 25,000 is the square footage of the new Banner Church facility. 25,000 square feet. So that was a big campaign for us. Uh, these are just some of the things. You can go to the next thing, and I'll keep going. Should we keep going? Global missions. Here are all the people you supported. I'll point out some that you'll like. Uh, we have people in Europe and Spain. Uh, well, some of you might not know all these. We have the Christiansons. They were at Chi Alpha. We have a few Chi Alpha, you'll notice. Chi Alpha is a ministry that goes to college campuses. They're, they're a life ministry at college campuses, and they lead kids to the Lord. They see it, the most incredible life transformation. I know the mantra now is like, college is the worst, don't send your kids, but guess what? Kids, colleges are full of young people, and we love college, and we want kids to learn and to grow, but we want them to be rooted in Christ and transformed by his gospel. So this ministry does that. It says we're not giving any territory to the devil, uh, least of all higher education. So uh, Chi Alpha, we have Africa, Austria, I mean all around. You'll see we have the Metcalfs in Thailand. We just spoke of them last week. For those of you who don't know, they were the founding pastors here at Banner Church, and my wife and I were blessed to found this church with them and then send them to Thailand and they're our sister church in Thailand and I just met with them actually about planning a missions trip we're going to go out there next year and go to Thailand as a church and minister on in the communities there so we have Indonesia you'll see things I mean there's so many 
It's all, all up and down around the world. Okay, go to the next thing, 21, local outreach. So at Banner Church, we did a few local outreach events. We had our Love the Block initiative, which, which changed this last, this last year. It ended. It was only about six months this year, but that's our community outreach program. We have our teacher appreciation, like I mentioned, resourcing teachers in our schools. So we do teacher appreciation as we find out what do they need, and then we appreciate them by giving it to them. Because donuts are rad. Things you really need are radder. Right? <laughs> All the teachers said amen. Um, we give them donuts too. Uh, back to school bash. We talked about that. All of the backpacks and supplies that we do. We also do free haircuts at that. That's going to get here real quick. So you know anybody who does free haircuts, I feel like I just got my haircut and I was selling it. I'm like, hey, in eight months, we're going to need you. Um, the Christmas toy giveaway, that's coming up. So we'll have all these toys, all of these people. We're going to be doing that at our new building. So we're going to be around our community. We're going to be at our new building. The other partners that we work with is Phoenix Urban Outreach. They help get people off the street in, in Phoenix. I think his last number he texted me since they began, they've gotten 452, I could be wrong, people off the street in Phoenix, which is an incredible amount of people, an incredible amount of people. OCJ Kids is Opportunity Community and Justice Kids. That is a uh, ministry. You've seen a lot of their videos here. They work to help kids who are aging out of foster care or kids in foster care group homes. Uh, they're an incredible ministry, as well as AZ-127 Foster and Adoption Ministry, who some of you have gotten approved for respite and uh, foster care because you did their course that we offered, which is one of the reasons we're excited for a new building with classrooms that we can teach these courses, but they work to help uh, churches and ministries launch foster and adoptive care ministries. So that's something we have. Are you still with me? Okay, just as a reminder, this is all because people chose to be generous. It's all, that's it. It's pure generosity. Everything that I've listed to you so far is pure generosity. Someone saying, I'll give above and beyond. Not like to keep the lights on here. We use the tithe to do that. Thank you, <laughs> those of you who tithe. Right now, so we have a kid's pastor. We use tithe for that. Thank you, those who tithe. Amen. We love our kid's pastor. This is generosity. So then here's the last one. Okay. Future Church Expansion. We were able to scholarship eight students from the community for youth, and they saw six commitments to Christ, which is awesome. Our youth team is really, really cool. They're like the coolest people. And they, ha they have wild times. So talk to Austin if you want to join the youth team. And then the, the, the biggest, one of the largest portions of that push was us getting a new facility that can become a hub of discipleship for the Valley. So this is our building as featured in Raising Arizona when Nicolas Cage runs in to get diapers. So if you've <laughs> everyone tells me that. So there it is. It looks different. I think it was called a mega coupon or something. Uh, this is formerly the ranch market. This is why it says Bienvenidos. Um, but this is our new facility that we're developing about 15,000 square feet of. We have 6,000 that's going to be subleased out to uh, other businesses. And then we have another 5,000 give or take for expansion and uh, we're working on all of that stuff right now so that's everything that's happened last year pretty cool right pretty cool uh, if you were a kingdom builder I want to encourage you uh, our team made you a shirt and if you give to kingdom builders you can go out and get one of these comfort color shirts we just want to say thank you I know it's so small compared to your generosity but we want to say 
thank you to everyone who gave, and we really appreciate you. Can we just give it up to everyone who just was generous last year and all that God did? In fact, why don't we, can we pray together? Can we just thank God for a second? Lord, we thank you for what you've done in the community, God, because of generosity of your people. God, I thank you for how you've moved and the lives you've changed. I thank you for the testimonies around the world. God, I was just hearing one from Thailand the other day of lives that are being radically changed because of the generosity of this church. And so, God, I thank you and we praise you that we gave a little and you did a lot. God, in the scheme of the world, we gave a little, but you did miracles. And so I say, thank you, Lord, for your work and what you do. In your name, amen. Amen. How many of you know the Lord's good? This year, we have some awesome, awesome things that we're believing for. And if you go on to... Um, if you go on to banner.church slash Builders, you can see it. But we are, uh, we, you'll see the list of global missionaries. You'll see the list of local outreaches. And then you'll see future church expansion. And future church expansion looks a little different because we have a building that was part of it, a space. And as we looked at the expansion and the growth of the church, we said, God, how are you calling your church to really grow out and, and, to, and to change the fabric of the community. And one of the areas that we really sought the Lord for was in our Spanish-speaking community, those of all different nations who've come to this area who speak Spanish as the primary language. And we were praying, God, okay, really direct us and guide us because this is a ministry we need. Send us someone who can help really get this thing moving. And we were very blessed. Uh, you know, it's amazing. How, how many of you know, like, when you begin to seek the Lord and put it out there for him, you're like, God, would you move? It's amazing what he does, right? And so I want to invite up uh, the discipleship pastor, Spanish discipleship pastor, who's going to be leading this initiative, uh, Pastor Robin and his wife Susie. Do you want to come as well? Yeah, both of you guys. Pastors, Robin and Susie. One more time clap, because they're not here yet. Yeah, there we go. You sat too far. We didn't block enough of the back rows off, and everyone's back there, so it took longer to get up. Well, I, I invited them, and I really encourage you guys. They're really fun people, and if you have not met them, uh, come meet them and say hey and find out. It was fun having uh, Robin shared last time just the story of kind of your past, and I said, why don't you come share a little bit of what the ministry is going to involve, because at the end of service, we're going to pray over it, and also, we want people to be involved in it, so uh, I just invited, hey, guys, feel free to share and share your heart and what we're believing God to do, so I'll hand it off. We are happy. Mm. As the pastor's been describing, the heart is to reach out to everyone. And there's a lot of folk in Mesa that speak Spanish. And si me entiendes ahora, te estoy hablando doble, ¿verdad? Si me entienden? <laughs> and all of you that don't know Spanish, I'm talking to you guys too. We need to reach out uh, into this community. There's lots of folks that just don't know Jesus. A lot of them speak Spanish. And so this year... With the Lord's help, the Spanish people are going to know about Jesus. Yeah. How do you start a Spanish ministry? Well, first of all, los de habla español, those of you who speak Spanish, let's get together and let's talk about it, right? Uh, 
That's not something that Robin and Susie do by themselves. It's something that we do together. And uh, it's, it's at Kingdom Builders, it's good to give. It's also good to go. And this is where you get a chance. I mean, this is uh, boots on the ground, right here, right outdoors. You know, they go into all the world. You know, it says, go into your Jerusalem. And right now, Mesa is our Jerusalem. And so we just reach out to where we are, and this is where we are. And so come and talk to me. My name's Robin. This is Susie. And say, this sounds good. Maybe, or for sure, I just want to be involved. And so let's, uh, let's just talk. And let's ask the Lord, Father, give us direction. And uh, let's just see what you want to do here. And we make the best plans in the world, and guess what? They all get turned on their head. But God does his will anyway. And so he's, he's got some good idea, good plans for Mesa. That's right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Give a round of applause. We're going to pray at the end. It's like Robin said, we're going to start, if you're interested... Um, come and speak with Pastor Robin or myself and we'd love to get you plugged in. We're going to start doing some interest gatherings in the neighborhood as we're also simultaneously launching some of our Love the Block outreaches in our neighborhood. And we have our toy giveaway in our neighborhood. We want a next step opportunity for someone who's primarily Spanish speaking or maybe feels more comfortable Spanish speaking to come and to have that community as we build towards a congregation, a service, small groups, those kind of things. So we have to begin in relationship. We want this to be a relational church, not a transactional church, right? So we're always reevaluating, even in our, even in the things we're giving away, which is very transactional, right? Give away a toy. How do we make it relational? And we provide a relational next step, and that's what we're going to do. So we are really, really excited. And, and we're going to pray for that at the end. But before I do, I want to share a quick principle. Quick, I promise you. It's one page. Right? Let's go. <laughs> quick principle on stewardship. Somebody say stewardship. I want to read to you from Matthew 25. And this is how quick it is. I'm not even going to wait for you to get there in your Bible. It's going to be up there. Ready? Matthew 25. Here's what it says. Jesus says, for it, meaning the kingdom, for the kingdom will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to them, his property. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability then he went away. Let's pause there. A talent is an incredible sum of money. And there's a lot of back and forth on what exactly a talent means. Is it a certain amount of denarii, which would be a day's wages? So is a talent a month's wages? Or your version might say a bag of gold. Why does it say a bag of gold in the NIV? Because a bag of gold sounds like a great deal of wealth. And that is the point that the parable is trying to get across is not like, let's see if Christians can argue about how much a talent is. A talent isn't even an amount of money. It's like how the Millennium Falcon, right, uh, was quickest in parsecs, which was a unit of length. Doesn't make sense. There's my nerd throw out for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Someone come and correct me about that later. I was trying to, I was trying to, was that correct? Thank you. All right, nerds of the world. There you go. Um, but a talent is a great sum of money. And importantly, they were giving, given something that they themselves could never earn in their life. Are you with me? So the master is wise, and it says he gives to each according to their ability. So he gives to his servants different amounts, different abilities, but importantly, different opportunity. Are you with me? 
different opportunity. And here's what verse 16 says. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Did you have me in my coffee right there? Thank you. Sorry, hold on. <clears throat> there we go. I was about to get rough. So we have these three servants who received the talents. And remember, the talent is a great sum they could have never earned. It's not like a literally translated thing of like your talent. So like, it's, this is not about a talent show. Whatever your talent is, if you can juggle, then this is, no, this is something greater. It's a great sum of money, right? It's a, it's a great opportunity. And we see two were very quick to put it to use, what had been entrusted with them. And one went and dug it and hid it in the ground, which is a very common way of the time of hiding things. And it says, verse 19, now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. It said, and he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five more. Look at his master's response in the parable. He says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So he brings the five talents. He says, look, I made you five more. And the response of the master is, since you've been faithful over a little, which is a wild claim because five talents is five times an amount that you could never earn in your life. Even if you go with the, the monthly wages, it would be like a year's wages, a year's salary. And he's like, you've been faithful in the little. Why? Because to the master who is over a whole kingdom, that is a little. He says, you've been faithful in a little. Let me set you over much. It says, he who had the two talents came forward. And he said, master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I've made two talents more. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Notice he didn't say, master, if I had had five talents, I would have gotten you more. What did he say? You gave me two. I brought you two. What did the five say? You gave me five. I brought you. Here's what you gave me. Here's what I gave you. Not, here's what you gave me. But if you had given me five, I would have been able to do something. But you only gave me two. So I couldn't really. See, the five. See, he was able to have market penetration because he had five. I couldn't get any decent market share because I only had two. No, he said, this is what you gave me. This is what I returned. And the master says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my joy. Verse 24 said, he also who had received one talent. One talent, still a great sum, right? More than could ever be earned. Came forward saying, master, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you did not sow. Gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent. That's an important word, right? Yeah. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. Ooh, bold, 
right? Does it sound like the servant is afraid of him? I think if he was afraid, he would have taken the bass out of his voice, right? Because there's some sass in here, right? I believe you're harsh, and so I hid your money. Basically, I made no risk, and I saw no return. No risk it, no biscuit, essentially, right? That's the principle he's working on. And so here's the answer. His, man's, his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. Whoa. You knew that I reap where I have not. Let me, let me phrase it in the way that the scripture's reading because it's got some sarcasm here, right? It's like, you, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming, you should have received what was my own with interest. Basically, if you actually believed that, then you should have been afraid of me and you should have invested my money, right? Like if you were actually afraid that I was going to come back looking for my money, if you were actually, you actually thought I was somebody who gleaned to the edges, which means went over and above and took things that weren't mine and I was aggressive and harsh, that would have put some fear into you to actually do something with the money I gave you. So he's calling his BS basically right now, scripturally, biblically. This is biblically he's calling them out, right? That's the tone. He's not agreeing that his claim is correct. He's not saying, yes, I am a terrible master. He's saying, if you believed that, it would have changed the way that you lived, right? Do you have a fear of the master? Or is it just easy to say you have a fear of the master because you're really afraid of taking a risk? And so he says, the reality is you're selfish and lazy, you didn't steward what I've given you. And so verse 28, he says, the master says, so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And instead of saying, enter into my joy, he says, cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth you can maybe guess what biblical metaphor he's describing here of a place. So he says, to those who've been found faithful, more will be given. And to those who've been found unfaithful will be taken away in the kingdom and given to those who are faithful. This is what Jesus is teaching, right? Jesus just said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Are you with me? This is, I didn't write this parable. Jesus did. <laughs> but it is strong, right? It's like exciting and scary. You feel that when you read the Bible? You're like, ho, ho, oh, okay, right? That's a mix. I'm like, hey, whoa, you know, it's a balance emotionally for me. Maybe it's just me, but I feel that. <laughs> but Jesus says, this is what the kingdom is like. So what does he mean? When he says, this is what the kingdom is like, well, here's, here's how it works. You and I as believers, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, right, we are servants of God, every one of us. You with me on that? We're servants of God. You and I, when we believe in Jesus Christ, when we confess him as our Lord and believe in our heart that he's raised from the dead, we are servants of the most high God. And so because of that, God has given us something that we could never earn, and he's given us great stewardship over it. Colossians 2.20 says, For I've been crucified with Christ and no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And now the life that I have in the body, I live in faith in the one who loved me and gave himself for me. See, all that I have in this new life in Christ, right, 
is through Jesus Christ. All that I have is through him. At Banner Church, we say we exist so that all people can experience the freedom and power of what? Of a new life in Jesus Christ. It's in him. So as a believer, my life is in him. All that I have is in and through him. In him, I live and move and have my being, as scripture says. And he's given us his Holy Spirit. To those who would believe and who are born again, we are filled with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And so he's given us his Holy Spirit and he's called us his church. And as his church, we are entrusted full of the spirit with the mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You still with me on that too? And we know in the Word of God, or we read in the Word of God, or if you've not read, let me tell you, in the Word of God, it says, Christ will return, and he will check up on his church when he does. But it also says, in the meantime, God longs to bless his people. He longs to say to his children, to his church, well done, good and faithful servant. The other day I was helping my son ride his bike and it brought me joy to celebrate him when he rode it without training wheels. Like it was a joy for me to celebrate my children. It is the same with God. God is overjoyed to celebrate you in your life. He, he loves you. He's excited for you. He cares about you. He's rooting for you. So it is his joy to celebrate you. It makes God happy to celebrate you. Did you know that? And you're like, someone is like, well, we don't deserve it. I know. I know. Thank goodness for the new life in Jesus Christ. So as servants of believers of God who long to hear our Heavenly Father say, well done, good and faithful servants, then we are led to this question of stewardship. Since all that we have God has given, it changes the way we view stewardship. If you view stewardship as what I give God is His, you're viewing it wrong. If you view stewardship as all that I have is God given, then you're viewing stewardship right. Are you with me? I hold it, and if I give it to God, then it's his, is broken stewardship. The only reason I hold it is because it's God, is proper stewardship. See, the unfaithful servant said, I was afraid, really, I was selfish and lazy. Why? Because I didn't actually fear God. I think, unfortunately, a lot of what's missing in the church is the reality and the truthful fear of God. That might not be the most popular sermon point I've ever had, but I think it's true that there's a lack of a fear of God. People will say in culture as if to justify poor actions, only God can judge me. I'm like, I don't think that's as comforting as you believe it to be. <laughs> Better that Karen down the road is judging you because she has no power except on the next door app. But God... That's a different story. So the unfaithful servant says, I didn't actually really fear God. I, I think it's tragic that many Christians today have a view of God that he's harsh and that he's mean and that he's untrustworthy. They're afraid to go out. They're afraid to reach out. They're afraid to step out in faith because God is distant, God is mean, and God is harsh. Or on the other side, they've made God soft 
and powerless and worthless. So they're afraid, though he might be comfy, he's like the squish mellow of the cross. If you don't have kids, you don't know what that is. It's like a pillow animal. They've made him so soft that he's not strong and he can't deliver and he can't support your family and he can't bring you together and he can't change your finances and he can't do great things with the little why because there is no fear of God. There's just a desire to do whatever the flesh wants and be beholden to our flesh, beholden to our lust, beholden to our finances rather than recognizing that God is powerful and he is mighty and he is to be feared and he is true and he is consistent but he is also loving and he is also providing and he is divine and he is incomparable in the riches of his love for you God is so many good things and it would be tragic to simply pick either both poor representation of God as I believe that the unfaithful servant did because then what happens is we begin to hide away what God has given to us The reason Jesus speaks of money so often as the thing that should be laid down at the foot of the cross is because even as I'm sharing it with you right now, I can feel you clinging on to it and reasoning away the things I'm saying as if it is somehow a pastoral or a global church initiative to get wealthy. And I just have to tell you, it's not. For some who have abused finances, maybe it was. But I'll tell you whatever you want to know about this church, because it's not. It's because we knew what Jesus knew, or we know what Jesus knew, which is there are things that we cling to that keep us and hold us back, and we hide them in the ground, and we live a life that is not reaching out and trusting God, but is hiding and somehow waiting for his return as if to say, God, look, I kept safe the thing you gave me. Look, God, look, the church in America, we kept safe the gospel. We didn't take it to anybody, but don't worry, we didn't lose anyone. And God's like, but I wanted to bless you. I wanted to celebrate you. I wanted to be overjoyed with you. I wanted to pour out miracles and healing. I wanted to move with you, but why did you stay hidden? Why did you just go ostrich style and bury your head in the sand? And he says, go. The unfaithful servant says, I was afraid. But the faithful servant, the faithful servant says, no matter what God has given me, he's given it to me to be stewarded. That's what a faithful steward, it's not about how many bags of gold. It's saying, God, whatever you give to me, you've given it, and my goal is to steward it well. Church, hear me. God has apportioned to us all differently. He's given us all different talents and abilities, finances, relationship. He moves differently in the gifts of the Spirit. He's given different five-fold leadership giftings by the Spirit. But every single one of us is called to steward what God has given. It is not your job to steward your neighbor's talents. It's not your job to say, well, listen, uh, I I find people do this all the time. Yeah, I'm seeing this in the natural, so that must mean I'm a one-talent person because I'm going to judge my talent and my stewardship based off what I'm seeing in the natural and the physical. That's not our job either. Our job is not to go around and to try to, to reason away and say, well, if I had had five talents, if I had had two talents, then it's just simply to say, God, whatever you give to me, I'll steward. 
I, I can't steward my neighbor's talents, abilities, finances, relationship. I can't steward the Holy Spirit gifting for my neighbor, right? That sounds like a horrible burden. I can't even steward that for my children. They have to make their own choice. I can't steward what you do with money. What I, do, right? I can't steward that. What I can do is steward what God has given to me. Simply put, our faith journey is to take all that God has given us, steward, steward it well for his kingdom, and spur others to do the same. How do you know you're living a successful life? My father-in-law's in town, and we talk about this all the time. My father-in-law is like one of the most like biblical man of God that I know. He's incredible, incredible. And he always asks the hardest questions of anybody I've ever met because <laughs> they're so good and he's a thinker and he always asked me since I think I was 20 what success looks like and when I was 20 I think I had the worst answers of what success looked like I was working for a big church and I was like this is it 3,000 people is success right in my brain you probably remember this is terrible answers now, as someone who's thinking legacy, who's thinking generosity, who's looking at my children, who's thinking of discipleship, and so many things have changed, my model has changed. In my mind, I truly believe that if I steward what God has given me well and encourage others to do the same, I can go home and go to sleep at night and say I'm successful. The fruit is up to God. The stewardship is up to me. But here's what I know. Let me give you a kingdom miracle. You ready? When we steward what God has given, God takes the little and he does a lot. Some of you didn't hear that. You heard it, but you didn't hear that. When we steward what God has given us and we give the little, he gives a lot. When we give, God gives. It's more than finances. It's more than skills. It's kingdom. Luke 16, 10 says this. Band, you can come up. It says, the one who's faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And the one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If you then have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, I'll explain that phrase, who will entrust to you true riches? Somebody say true riches. If you have not been faithful and what is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Man, Jesus was messing people up even back then, right? Come on. Let's just be real here, church. Come on. Let me ask a question. He says, if you've been talking about being faithful and unrighteous well, so you can be trusted with true riches... What's greater, souls or dollars? Souls, right? Greater, definitely. Souls, for sure. What's greater, a dollar or marriages being restored? Marriages. What's greater, a dollar or addiction being broken off of people's lives? Great. I can't break addiction off people's lives. I can't save souls. And I can't restore families but I can actively participate in the ministry that does. And so what I do is I give what I have, and I do have, not a lot, but a couple dollars. My, fa my family is always committed. We're going to be one of the most committed kingdom builders. If there's a list, we're, we want to be as close, to, we want to give as much as we can for us. It's always been our heart because we 
always believed we're going to give or we're going to see God do greater. We give the lesser. Now, it's not that it's not a big deal. Dollars are a big deal, right? I pay for my electricity with dollars. Anybody else? Yeah. I pay for my water with dollars. I pay for this dance class my daughter goes to with dollars, right? It's not many, but it's a couple. It's dollars. <laughs> it's dollars. I pay for our food with dollars, right? Pay for my gas with dollars. So the dollar is really connected to me personally and to you personally. So I'm not giving it and not giving up my dollars to purchase greater. There's not like a snack bar list of the kingdom in the back. And if you give, then you know, oh, that's a, that's a healing. That's what that is. Buy this. That's a healing. That's a terrible model. If someone's giving you that, that's a bad model. But what I'm saying is, God, here is what I have. And here's what I can do. Do what only you can do. And what I will always stand on is the testimony of my life that has seen God take the little and do a lot. Take the little and do greater. When we moved here as a family, I remember giving above and beyond. We were making $35,000 a year. And by we, I mean me, living in Seattle. And I was like, God, we're going to be gracious. I don't know how we're going to do We're going to be gracious. We're going to give above and beyond. We're going to trust you. And so people will say, wow, it's amazing. Banner Church, da-da-da-da-da. And God did this and this and this. And I'm like, I mean, it's amazing, yes, but it's not surprising. Because we stand on the testimony of the greater because we are faithful with the little. See, that's how God works. God is faithful to work in abundance when we are faithful to steward what he's given us. Church, when God looks at us, I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servants. You've been faithful in a little. I'm going to set you over more. When we go into this building, I want God to say, good and good job. Well, well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servants. You've been faithful over a little. I'll set you over even more. More life change. Not more dollars. More life change. More salvations. Not more dollars. More Holy Spirit movements. More Holy Spirit fire. More outpouring. Right? More children into families. More lonely into homes. That's what it's all about. People say, how is all this happening? We say, well, we were faithful when we were just in this junior high school. We were faithful in a little, and God moved. See, that's why we do kingdom builders, because it's fully wherever the Lord is leading you. It's not on guilt. It's on opportunity. That we would give generously and see God move abundantly. That we would be faithful in the temporal things like dollars and receive an outpouring in the eternal things like souls. People coming to know Christ. I invite you, would you stand with me this morning? And as you do, hold that card in your hand. We're going to take some time here. Hold this card in your hand. As you're grabbing that, I'm going to invite up uh, Pastor Robin and Susie. I'm going to invite up uh, Barry and Candy as well. And right, you're still, you're staying. He's doing it. Our baby's okay. Okay, you too. Come on up. Invite Pastor Katie. When you have a baby teething, you don't know if the spouse is going to be in service or not. We're going to pray for some things together. And then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some time uh, just to pray you and your spouse or you individually, whatever that might be, and just seek the Lord and say, God, how are you leading me? And then I'm going to invite you. Oh, I need a pen. Can somebody throw me a pen? Thank you, brother. I invite you to take this card, and we're just going to come down, and as an act of activation and believing in what the Lord's going to do, we're just going to set them here. We're going to say, this is the altar right here. We're just going to set them there. 
but what I'm going to do is we're going to pray for each area together. And then we're going to worship. And as we're worshiping, you can take time, write down, write information, whatever it might be. And then we're going to bring those forward together today. So I'm going to invite um, Robin and Susie this morning. In fact, why don't, can you guys just all come out, the pastoral team? Come on out. Come on all the way up. I invited Pastor Robin if he would pray. You guys can, can come forward. You don't stand back. If he would pray for our global missionaries. You guys were in the mission field for many years. And so if you would pray, global missions is part of our initiative. And we want to pray for all of those missionaries around the world that we're supporting our sister church in Thailand and believing what God's going to do. Let's pray. Father, we bring before you your servants who are elsewhere in the world serving you. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for your Holy Spirit to, to fill them with the knowledge of what they need to do, the wisdom on how to do it, Father, and protection in many cases that they need to be able just to stay there, survive, and, and continue to serve you. Father, we pray for Dana's wife there in, in Thailand. We pray for the, the 21 that uh, this church supports. We pray in Jesus' name for your greatest blessing to be upon them to be upon them. Keep their, their kitchens full of, of food, Lord. I pray that you keep keep uh, gas in their cars. I pray that you'd pay their, their rent every month or their, whatever it is that they their, their needs are. I just pray in Jesus' name that you would make your, uh, your abundance be their abundance, Lord Jesus. And Father, in the sense of ministry, we pray by in the mighty name of Jesus that you would would bless father i pray as they as they they preach your word people would come to you that people would grow in faith and, and maturity lord i just pray father that, that wherever they are you would bless them allow them to penetrate into those dark places those hard places where you sent them to lord jesus to, to break the rock lord jesus to knock down to, to 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 spiritually take that mountain and cast it into the sea so, Lord, we're trusting you for your, your, your great grace upon all these people. We pray this in the powerful and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to have Pastor Candy pray for our local outreach and our organizations and all the events that we have that are reaching out to the community as well. If you join us, let's pray for local outreach. Lord, I thank you for the opportunities that we've had to give back to the community. And God, I just pray that we'd be able to give in an increased amount this year. I believe it was 800 families that were given, or that were reached last year, 900 toys that were given out. God, I pray that we would be able to give even more than that, God, because that means more lives coming to know you. And that's what this is all about. Lord, I pray that we would bless the teachers beyond what they could even imagine this year. We pray that the finances would come in so that we are able to minister alongside of our friends at the different organizations. I was trying to think of um, Urban Outreach, God. Amazing, amazing people to Urban Outreach, God. I pray that this year they that we would be able to bless them to help them go forth and re reach more people who are out on the streets and addicts that are turning their lives around. God, thank you for the opportunity to pour back into these people, pour back into our community. Lord, you know why Banner Church exists. And we just want to bless people and bring them into a relationship with you. So thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. 
Finally, I'm going to have Pastor Barry pray for our future church expansion. And we're going to pray over Robin and Susie. If you guys want to come up, we're going to pray over you guys. And if you would just reach your hands out, we're going to pray. This is such a big part of future church expansion. And then just a second, the band's going to lead us. And I invite you, when we're done, we're going to just be praying over those cards. However the Lord leads, we're going to come forward. We're going to lay them down, join our family in that. But Barry, would you lead us in prayer? It's our privilege, Father, to be your sons and daughters here on earth. It's a joy that we have to be your church in our community. Future church expansion, Father, we're asking that you would teach us how to be your sons and daughters in our neighborhoods. Your scripture says to love our neighbor as ourselves. I pray, God, you would expand our capacity to love the misfit, the outsider, the outcast, those in culture that need to know what we know about your love for humanity. And we thank you in advance for that, God. We pray that, God, you would plant us in the marketplace, that our future would look so bright, and that your sons and daughters would begin to dream dreams about how we can, in the marketplace, love people into the kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we thank you for a couple such as this. The Lord have been sent by their home church to Banner Church to help us begin to reach the Spanish-speaking population of Mesa. So Father, we lay hands on them right now. We say in Jesus' name, we bless them. We bless them. Them. And we say thank you, Jesus, for this powerful couple that you brought to our church family. God, we pray for wisdom. We pray for peace. We pray for financial prosperity. We pray, God, for strategy. We pray, God, that you give them eyes to see and ears to hear, to know how we can move forward to reach the Spanish-speaking wonderful people of Mesa. And Father, we'll give you all the praise for everything you're going to do in 2024. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Banner Church Podcast. We hope this message was impactful for you. Check the episode notes to visit our website, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you again next week.